Hi, and welcome to our podcast on how to best troubleshoot product configuration errors, crashes, and bugs. My name is Naama Aroni, and I will be your host. Are you a product support specialist, customer service representative, or in charge of handling customer inquiries? If your job involves helping customers with errors and bugs on products, then this podcast is for you. Today with me, I have Luigi Silipo, who is the support manager globally here at Boyom Solution. Thank you for joining, Luigi. Thanks, Nama. Thanks for inviting me to this conversation. You know, ineffective troubleshooting generally often ends up with putting the investigation on the customer, asking a lot of details, a lot of questions, a lot of tests and information that sometimes might not even be relevant to to fixing the problem. And of course, it takes a lot of time and effort for a customer that just want a quick fix to the problem. Now, what the purpose of this podcast is, of course, to make the support consultants and the implementation consultants at the partner side and, and sometimes even at the user side and understand how they can easily troubleshoot the problem in, let's say, less time or make it at least more effective and ask the right questions. So tell me a bit about uh, what you're doing as a support manager. Well, we are, we are handling um, global requests for all our global support requests for all our products, which are, um, I mean, structured in uh, different uh, software solutions. As you know, we have vertical solutions, which address uh, the logistics and uh, manufacturing markets. Uh, and then we have horizontal solutions, which are mainly used in business one for um, general usability, improvements and uh, yeah, advanced configuration. And in support, we normally answer to any support request on, on, on these kind of products. And support requests and support tickets, they range from uh, general usability questions to more complex uh, configurations and to uh, problem solutions like errors or bugs or uh, you know unmanaged functionalities that throw out uh, something weird on the screen for the user. So, Luigi, you've been in support for long enough and you've seen many, many tickets. And I know you, you just mentioned some of the type of common mistakes that you're getting or common errors. But what, what is really, you would say, the range of tickets that you receive? So you say you handle errors, you handle yep. bugs. Uh, it is, I would say, strictly related to the solution, to uh, to the software solution the ticket is open for, um, mainly for the vertical solutions such as WMS and BAS. Uh, the most common type of tickets we're getting is for uh, complex configurations. Um, in terms of the fact that, as you know, I mean, both BAS and WMS are highly flexible software solutions, uh, highly configurable, and many times. You might be expecting that you, you you would like to achieve a specific result, and you might be expecting that the result is shown in a specific way, and the software is, in the requester opinion, not performing as expected. And that's where we get sometimes, as I said, most of the times we get tickets in uh, with requests on how to configure or how to get from point A to point Z uh, with the current settings that a person has. Um, on horizontal solutions, instead, it's normally more it's it's more related to real errors. I mean, those are in general our horizontal solutions are uh, very well established on the market in terms of uh, uh, technology foundation and the time they've been around in the SAP Business One world. Um, 
makes them kind of stable and very reliable. So whenever we get tickets, it's normally for um, uh, errors that are happening there. So it's really depending on on, on the type of solution. Of course, we, we also get uh, several bug reports and issues happening for both WMS and BS. Okay, I understand. Now, you know, when someone excels in troubleshooting, they know what questions to ask. They don't waste time in collecting information that they don't need. Uh, beside the, the fact that it's a better experience for the customer, it's also far more efficient for the customer support and the consulting team. But the question is really, and, and I think it's it's probably the main questions that, that partners and users have, is how to best figure out the the case of the problem before contacting Boyum support. Not, not that it's not okay to contact Boyum support, but at least again, how to make it more efficient so we can expedite yep. the resolution time. What's what would you say is the best troubleshooting process for those consultants and support to to go through? Yeah. Again, um, strictly related to the software solution you you are requesting support for. Uh, my recommendation is for the more structured products we are we have the, out there on the market, meaning BS and WMS. It's always to to follow some, let's say, good practice. Um, one of the key steps is to normally have, if you're running a live environment, it's normally good to have a replica of that live environment called as, let's say, test or how to say, yeah, uh, quality proof environment, and try to have the most recent copy of your customer data in that quality proof environment so that if anything is happening on the live environment you might be able you should be able to quickly take the live environment deck it up copy and restore it on your test environment and try to reproduce the issue now this step is extremely important the the issue reproduction as uh, support at Boeing, we have um, tried to offer our partners some guidelines for how to submit a support request for one of our softwares. And what is extremely important for the more complex solutions, especially BS and WMS, is to provide as much as detailed documentation in terms of a Word document with the exact steps that a person has been performing in order to get to the point where either you see an error on the screen or you don't get to the result of your of your business process, you don't get to the result you're expecting. Why am I stressing out this? Because um, as I said, being highly flexible and, configure, and configurable software solutions is a, of extreme importance that we try to remove anything that is not relevant to the business scenario we try to remove it from from the way basically from from the from the context one other advice i can give which is of um, uh, of major importance is whenever reporting an issue related to a volume it product always try to remove anything that is not strictly related to the usage of our products i mean any third-party add-ons which might be running on on your customer environment, any customization, any uh, database programming that has been done. Uh, this is one of the most difficult parts to get through with our 
with our partners because um, of course one of the objections is but I need that custom code or I need that uh, you know that I don't to be running with your solution so why should I be turning it off it's not because we are asking you to run your environment without that but it's just to get to a faster and uh, you know more effective root cause identification so these are the the, the, the three main uh, suggestions uh, I might give have a replica of your live environment provide as more uh, as detailed steps to reproduce the issue trying to remove out of the way anything that is not relevant and finally um, have uh, basically anything that is not strictly a volume IT product out of the way any custom code and any customization or third-party add-ons out of the way that's yeah that's basically it Okay, and, and I guess also probably to ask, has something changed in the system that you're using? I mean, have you installed something? Have you done something that is different yeah. from the way Absolutely. it was working before? That's that's yeah. a very good point, especially for those cases where we many times get, uh, it was up, we was working up until yesterday and now it's not working. And that's exactly where these kind of question comes into place. The yeah. question you were saying, what was the change that happened in the software between the last time it was working and now that it's not working anymore. Is there anything new that happened? It might even sometime be a third party software, which is not even, uh, you know, related to SAP. It could be, for example, an antivirus that has been, you know, suddenly starting to do something different or a new software has been installed on your uh, server. And uh, that could be unpredictably conflicting with uh, one of our solutions. Yes, so it's absolutely right to try to understand what has been changing in the environment since the last time the thing you're reporting was working. But you said something about uh, creating the test environment and recreation yep. of the problem. Mm -hmm. When I remember I was working in support for many years, both in SAP and at Boyum, and sometimes you cannot reproduce the issue. Sometimes it's just it happens and it happens again. It might happen a few times, but you don't know how or what's causing it. There is nothing that you do in the system that's causing it to happen. You cannot reproduce it. What should a, par a, a person do at that stage? Well, that's uh, where the most tricky conversations honestly start. Um, as you might um clearly understand we can as support representatives we can report to our developers an issue once that is reproducible uh, it's of course kind of tricky asking somebody to fix something that they don't know how it is happening so my suggestion is as I said have that replica of your live environment if still in such a scenario you cannot reproduce the issue uh, what we can do as Boeing support um, consultants is to join into a session with our partners, um, try to replicate the business scenario along with the person that is reporting the error, try to understand what could be the problem uh, that is, of course, uh, what could be the issue that is making the software not to perform in, in the right way. Um, but if something is not reproducible, it's uh, it's really, really, really difficult for um, for us at the support desk to to take on the issue and um, 
and report it to our developers. So that's that's I would say one of the must uh, things to to ensure uh, that can be that can be always something can always should be always be reproducible before it can be reported to support. Now you talked about the process of eliminating uh, you know the other add-ons and other software. Um, how important is the process of elimination of the problem? It's the most important thing you can do for troubleshooting an issue. Um, you know, sometimes you might believe that a setting you just touched in the software is completely irrelevant, is, you know, affecting a complete different area. And then you, you end up realizing that instead was just that switch that you touched that is creating the problem in, in a completely different area of the of the software. So the elimination pr process is absolutely one of the most important things you have to do. Go step by step backwards as long as you can remember what you've been doing, uh, of course, in the, in, in the last few hours, in the last few days in the software and try to, to go back and revert every single step you have been doing and uh, cancel it or maybe just, you know, revert that setting or uh, change back the configuration as it was before the error was happening so that you can one by one identify the potential root causes. Even if you have just introduced a new software, switch it off, test the process again. Is the processor still throwing out the error? No. Okay, then most likely is the new software that I activated that is creating the problem. That's um, that's a sometimes a time-consuming process, requires a lot of patience, a lot of attention, and requires also a person that has, how to say, an open-minded uh, critical thinking. Because it's, uh, if you give something for granted, that's Murphy's Law. It will always be that thing that you're giving, that you're giving for granted that's, that's causing your issue. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. You know, Luigi, many times we get tickets and support and the problem is described as a bug or as an error, but it ends up to be a configuration issue. For the other, for the person on the other side, you know, what can we say or what can you say to help them identify the root cause of whether it's a configuration or a real bug in the software? What would you say would be the easiest way to find out if there is any? Well, there is surely a path. And uh, I thank you for this question because we sometimes get, of course, questions which are just general, uh, you know, configuration issues or reports of uh, what the, the requester is believing is a bug and, and is instead the misconfiguration of the problem. Our uh, job in support is to, even for those cases, is to provide advice at the best of our understanding, of course, um, on how to set up the software correctly for having that functionality to work. We normally try to stop at the basic settings as support consultants we do not offer implementation support we just give of course basic advice switch this on or switch that off in order to get to the results that you want to get to what we try to do always is to refer our requesters either to online documentation or youtube videos we strongly advise that they follow our e-learning programs and get to the certification of uh, our vertical solutions and horizontal solutions as we do have plenty of material which covers even complex business scenarios more tricky configurations and uh, yeah that's that's our our best suggestion is to try to follow the learning and enablement program 
so that you at least can remove out of the way all those uh, cases which are related to basically knowledge gaps. Now, what happens when we have a situation that's bringing the company down? For example, uh, it cannot execute uh, sales orders or yep. something is crashing in a very fundamental screen. What should be the what would you say would be the first step to analyze a ticket like that for not for the Boyum support, but for the partner support and, and implement and consultants? Is there any difference in analyzing such a, such a case? The process um, is normally the same uh, in terms of, you know, going backwards from the last thing you changed and trying to, you know, to remove anything that has been, might have been creating the issue. It's normally easier to find for such cases uh, what has been the cause of, uh, of, of the error because such a business critical functionality is normally being used by all users every day. Um, most of the time, so it's normally working and you should be able to identify why that is suddenly stop, stopping to work. Um, if this is not the case and it's just happening because of something that the requester cannot identify, um, we at Boeum support, um, at Boeum actually, we do, have, um, we do have a policy which is basically when you open a ticket in an urgent state, meaning that your system is uh, standstill and there is no workaround, uh, on, in a business critical functionality. The immediate action we do is to have a remote session and try to understand uh, what is the cause of the problem and try to get you up and running again. Uh, if that is not possible directly with the support agent, we do have uh, an SLA uh, policy to try to get you back uh, back up and running in, in two hours from the request, trying to involve our senior developers. Okay, so before they log in, before a partner logs in a ticket to Boeing support, what would you say is the most mandatory information to fill in? I know that we have today, I mean, that partners are filling in support tickets through the website. Mm -hmm. Is there any information that is missing that must be on a ticket? Um, well, the way the web form is structured today, uh, it's still, I mean, I. I have in one of my goals to get some improvements um, on that web form because this is still today uh, all the information that the that the partners are inserting there is mostly manual. Uh, we are asking of course our partners to follow the guidelines for submitting the support request and try to understand how to fill the web form correctly. But the where where we are aiming, where we would like to go is to have this web form, let's say semi. Uh, semi-automatic in terms of the fact that when the partner is selecting option A, option B will only allow to choose from one, two, or three possibilities rather than six or seven as it is today. And therefore, the more you progress in filling up the fields of the web form, the more uh, precise uh, the options which are available for the person will be presented by, by the web form. Uh, but that's to come, so that's in the future. As of today, uh, my suggestion is to try to follow the guidelines, at least for setting correctly the priority of the ticket. Uncorrect setting of the ticket priority will force the agent to first analyze if the issue is really urgent, high, and then understand if the priority has to be classified as such or not. And in order to provide the correct understanding to the support agent, again, my I'm stressing that we need to get a word document attached to the ticket 
with the steps to reproduce the problem. And when I'm saying steps, I'm referring to the screens, the clicks, and the single uh, options the person has been choosing to get from point A to point B. Uh, that's of extreme importance. What is also important, uh, that's another information that we need to get on the ticket is the installation numbers. Please try to follow the format that we at Boyum are requesting because that that's something that also speeds up the ticket processing time. Once we get the correct installation number, we can immediately check who is the partner, who is the customer, what's the status of the maintenance, what's the version they are running, so everything goes smoother and faster. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be great to improve the, the web form. I mean, it's it's a progress form email, but yeah, making it more, definitely. more definitely. personalized would be great. Well, you touched a very good point. We have seen um, we have seen a very very good improvement in terms of uh, of the requests um, and the let's say even the the content of the support requests we're receiving. When uh, now it's one year, we moved from uh, email to to the web form, and uh, I think we can we can safely say that there has been a great improvement for both, of course, our partners and. Uh, so for, of course, for our support agents. Yeah. I have another question for you. Maybe it's a tricky one. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. My question is, you know, we've been doing uh, email through, I mean, a text email or a reply, a going back and forth with partners for a long time. Every once in a while, there comes a question should we do um, screen share for, let's say, for most tickets, for tickets that are coming from our vertical solution to speed up the, uh, the reply, to speed up the resolution, to really see the problem in our own eyes because it sometimes can be tricky to, to document it. What is your thought about that? Um, I, I can tell you that uh, it's not a written rule, but it's a common practice that we have that once we are exchanging the second and third email on a ticket, we as support agents are requested to go into a session with the person. We need to avoid all those long chain of messages trying to, you know, uh, why did you do that? Or I misunderstood or, or I meant this, I meant that. Of course, uh, a remote session is, is something that, you know, helps. Uh, in communicating and normally helps also in understanding. But I have to tell you that at the same time, uh, our partners are being very, very precise most of the time, especially the more experienced partners, the ones that have certified consultants that know the software and know the processes. They do normally submit the documents, as I was mentioning before. They give us the steps to reproduce. So in such cases, to be honest, the session is, is not needed because the issue reported is kind of clear. The support agent can pick it up and reproduce it immediately in one of our environments and see if the error, of course, needs a fix from our developers. So again, depends on the case, but as a general rule of thumb, whenever we're going towards the second or third reply on a ticket where the thing you know is not clicking and the communication is not working, then that's where a session is required. Okay, thanks for that. So you've been managing support, I think for the past uh, two years, maybe more. What's the roadmap? What's coming up for the Boyum support department? Well, um, 
at this stage, other than the improved web forms, which I've that's, noticed, that's myself. that's one of the main uh, things we would like to have. What is another uh, what is another point where we are heavily working is to improve our answer bot. You know that uh, we do have mm -hmm. an automated system for uh, pulling out information from the knowledge base and um, for for providing answers to the requester while he is submitting the ticket, and also for having the agents to propose articles or troubleshooting guides when they receive a ticket. Uh, therefore, what we are working heavily also in, in uh, strict collaboration with development is to try to increase and improve as much as possible the quality of the content that we that we have in the knowledge base. At the same time, we are trying to put in place a practice which is again strictly in cooperation with our developers that where we have areas of the softwares where the software could perform in way A or way B, which are completely different one from, one from another, depending on the settings that you have done, we would like to start providing some sort of business scenario configuration advice from OIUM to our partners, meaning if you want to work with the software and achieve these kind of results, you should be setting the software in such a way, which means try to also avoid that there is open interpretation of some functionalities, which might lead then to errors or miscommunications or long support tickets. Yes. That's something we are currently working on. That's really great, Luigi. You know, before we conclude, do you have anything else to say to our partners that are, you know, uh, maybe struggling day to day on their support tickets? Uh, no, other than keep up the very good work. Uh, Thanks much for uh, the cooperation you're putting into these. I know that sometimes it's challenging. We do uh, sometimes ask you to upgrade, but not because we want to deny your case or turn it off, but just because we know that in the latest software versions, there is cost and improvement, there is better technology, there is better consistency, there is more stability, there is more compatibility, and let's say we are more in line with the latest releases of SAP. So that's where I ask you to do the the additional effort and of course uh, a little bit of patience from both sides always helps but uh, we will be always here for you thanks thank you so much luigi for this uh for this podcast for the answers i'm sure that uh partners that are listening in had a great time and stay tuned for our next podcast thank you very much again luigi thanks Nama. thanks again for inviting me bye bye bye